You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to the portion of the recently adopted state budget addressing the SUNY system, which has been widely applauded by stakeholders in the public higher education system. To discuss some of the budget and more, we're joined once again by SUNY Chancellor John King. Welcome back to the program, Chancellor. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. It's our pleasure. So the head of the union representing faculty and staff on your campuses says the recently approved spending plan for the state represents one of the largest budgets for SUNY in years. Can you put into context some of the major investments into the system? Yeah, look, we're very excited and grateful to the governor and the legislature for their commitment to investing in public higher education and SUNY in particular. The budget includes a $163 million operating aid increase, which is the largest increase in support for SUNY in probably 20 years. There's a major investment in a $1.5 billion endowment matching fund uh, designed to spur research at our university centers, Stony Brook, Buffalo, Albany, and Binghamton. Uh, There's a $75 million transformation fund to help our campuses create programs that are well-matched to regional economic development needs and to invest in student success, making sure that the students who start finish college. So uh, we're very excited about the level of investment and looking forward to leveraging those dollars to continue to advance excellence across the system. And for context, when we talk about a $163 million investment in new operating aid, this brings the figure up to what, $164 million or much more than that? Much more, more than that. And look, we are lucky that in New York, there has been a longstanding state commitment to public higher education. And it's both the investment in direct aid to our campuses, as well as importantly, the investment in tuition assistance program and helping low-income students access college. It's the investment in the Excelsior program to help families with incomes up to $125,000 access college. In fact, across SUNY's four-year institutions, 53% of our students don't pay tuition because of the tuition assistance program and the Excelsior program. So we're very lucky in, in New York to be in a state that knows that public higher education is the future for our state's economy. So the additional operating aid is billed as recurring aid. And I have to imagine that's an important distinction for you, considering the last time we talked, one of the issues that we discussed was the idea of increasing tuition at SUNY campuses, something that the governor pushed. And you said you like that idea because of the reliability of that, as opposed to what the legislature might commit to. So how does a recurring investment potentially quell your fears about the need for additional revenue that you might otherwise have gotten from a tuition hike, which was not in the budget? The priority for us is to ensure that our campuses have a reliable, predictable funding stream so that they can invest in students. And the governor's tuition proposal made a modest increase in tuition in order to accomplish that. Well, essentially what happened in the budget is the governor and legislature agreed to to make that investment through operating aid and in an unprecedented commitment, committed to multi-year funding. And so in the, in year two and year three, we will get an operating aid increase that is commensurate with what the tuition increase would have provided. So over that three-year period, 
we will see the benefit of what would have been the governor's tuition proposal. And our campuses can now plan around that. They can make investments in faculty, investments in new supports for students, knowing those resources will be there. And in terms of the distribution of resources, whether it's for faculty or whatever else the campuses feel they need, how does that money get distributed? Is it based on where students are going with some sort of apportionment based on population? Is it based on the fiscal need of the different campuses? Is it based on whoever has the best mascot? What do you do? The SUNY Board of Trustees uh, has already begun discussions about the coming year's budget. What we're hoping to do is both ensure that campuses see the benefit of what would have been the governor's tuition increase. That's a differential between our university centers and the rest of our state-operated campuses, where the university centers would have gotten a 6% tuition increase and the rest of our campuses, our state-operated campuses, would have gotten a 3% increase. So that'll be reflected in the aid. And then we're looking at ways to make sure that our campuses have the resources they need to address some of our most significant needs, mental health services, services for students with disabilities, investing in research across our institutions. And so we'll have a package of supports for our campuses that address what we know are their their most critical needs. Let me reintroduce you here uh, for listeners just joining us. You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with SUNY Chancellor John King about the recently adopted state budget and what it means for the public higher education system in New York. So you mentioned in your first answer the idea of a matching fund with the state investing up to $500 million to potentially match, I think, every $2 contributed to university endowments. How would you like to see the state go about trying to encourage investments so that you can actually tap into those state dollars? You know, we are excited about this endowment matching fund because research is so critical to the success of higher education and to the state's economic success. You know, the battery research that's happening at Binghamton has the potential to drive tremendous growth in the battery industry in the southern tier. The work on nanotech at UAlbany and SUNY Poly is helping New York become what we hope will be the Silicon Valley of the semiconductor industry. Stony Brook just announced that they're going to be working with New York City to build a $700 million campus on Governor's Island focused on climate change and resilience. The University of Buffalo just announced a major uh, National Science Foundation grant around artificial intelligence. So research is a way to attract federal dollars and grow our economy in the state. So we'd like to see this uh, $1.5 billion fund operate as that philanthropy, seeing the two-to-one match or the one-to-two match or from the state will now step forward and say, we want to invest in research at the university centers. And talking with our university center leaders, I know there are some donors who are very excited about the match and looking forward to making some announcements in short order. So you're not necessarily looking to tap SUNY Binghamton graduates, Barb and Jim Lombardo. You're looking for bigger players to maximize this investment? Yeah, yes. Although we, we take their contribution as well. But how dare you try to steal my inheritance, Chancellor King? How dare you? Well, I'm assuming that you're going to make your contributions to Geneseo, right? 
Well, I want to let the research f- universities really tap into this. Uh, I don't want to steal from their thunder. <laughs> so, you know, what we're looking forward to is that we, we've got some strong philanthropic support across the university centers and, and some longstanding partners who've invested in research at those institutions. And, and we're looking forward to those supporters doubling down in this moment. And we sort of touched on this in terms of the process of distributing operating aid, but what is the timeline that you envision the SUNY system realizing the benefits of this year's budget? Is this something that will take effect over this current fiscal year, or is the process and the way that state money flows something where the effects will likely take a couple years to really be realized? You know, there'll be an immediate benefit for the coming academic year. So campuses are finalizing budgets and uh, we have a board of trustees meeting coming up and and we'll we'll quickly give them guidance on uh, the operating aid. There's also a significant state investment in capital that will take a little bit longer. There are some projects that are shovel ready, if you will. Uh, But there are other projects that will take a little time for development. For example, the governor committed $200 million dollars. Uh, to Stony Brook and Buffalo in particular to build research labs. They have plans in the works, but but those buildings obviously won't be in operation next year. So it'll take a little time on, on, on those initiatives. Well, I want to turn to some issues outside uh, of the budget for a second. And this week we had uh, the governor signing some uh, legislation dealing with the healthcare workforce that I think touches on your world. Can you explain uh, how SUNY's connected with this uh, recent uh, bill signing? Yeah, we we're very pleased that the governor earlier this week signed a bill on nursing simulation labs. Uh, you know, we have a national nursing shortage and a significant shortage here in New York State. Uh, we have many nursing programs across SUNY and together with CUNY and the independent colleges and universities, as well as the hospital association. We've been advocating for this nursing simulation bill that will allow 30% of the clinical hours in nursing programs to be done through uh, simulation labs. Now the national standards go up to 50%, but, but in New York, it'll be up to 30%. And these simulation labs are incredibly realistic. So these are opportunities for uh, nurses to work with simulated people. Uh, they're uh, very high-tech mannequins, essentially. Uh, those, those mannequins can deliver babies. Uh, you can take their heart rate and their blood pressure. They can be programmed to go into cardiac arrest. There's very intensive training that nurses get through working in these simulation labs. They're often observed by experienced nurses who are then debriefing Uh, with them after the simulation. Uh, It's a very powerful experience for nursing candidates. And what it will do is allow us to train more nurses. One of the challenges for nursing programs is having enough placements at hospitals and nursing homes for students to get all the clinical hours they need. These simulation labs will allow them to get those hours. Uh, It will allow us to produce more nurses, which is good for the health of New Yorkers. Is this program something that you anticipate will be fully subscribed for years to come, or or do you need to do recruitment efforts in there because the shortage is something that's seen up and down the line in the healthcare workforce? Look, we have nursing programs across the system that are full today and have significant waiting lists. 
Uh, we have other parts of the state where we're going to need to do more recruitment and where we're going to need to invest in setting up the full simulation labs on those campuses. But looking out over the next five to 10 years, given our aging population as a state and country, the need for nurses is only going to grow. And we're excited to have this opportunity. Thanks again to the partnership with CUNY, with the independent colleges and universities with the partnership of the state education department. We're excited to, to move this forward. Well, finally, this week, uh, the governor indicated that she's exploring the possibility uh, of utilizing some of the SUNY campuses as temporary housing this summer for asylum seekers. And any feelings about that potential outcome? Or at this point, is it too soon to weigh in on what the governor is proposing if it hasn't even taken shape yet? Look, this is a humanitarian crisis. And you know, the governor has asked all uh, state agencies and SUNY to identify how we might be able to help. We certainly stand ready to do that. Our campus presidents are committed to being a part of a healthy state community. And that means we have to take care of our people. And this humanitarian crisis is bringing folks in desperate need into the state, and we've got to do all we can to support folks. So we'll continue to work with the governor's office to identify a path forward, but I think we're all committed to doing the right thing here. Well, we've been speaking with SUNY Chancellor John King. Chancellor King, thank you so much for making the time, and congrats on the budget. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by the Boom Moose Club in Albany. A co-working space for people with business at the Capitol or those just needing a home base for the day. More information on facilities and other services available at bullmooseclub.com.